Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the Book of Romans with this message entitled, Warning Against False Ministers, Preach November the 4th, 2012. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 16, verse 17. Beware of false ministers. You have seen certain signs in certain homes. Beware of dogs. Beware of false ministers. The devil came to me and tempted me many years ago. He told me, why do you have to preach the gospel? The narrow way of Christianity. Why don't you preach on life on the easy street, on the broad way of autonomy? You know, rich Americans, they like to sin and they want to have fun. Why don't you go easy on sin and build a big church, make a lot of money to live a life of fame, luxury and self-indulgence? I said, no. I said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I said, I must preach the word. Beware of false ministers. As a pastor, St. Paul greeted the saints of the church in Rome. He greeted them in love. Now suddenly, in Romans 16, 17 through 20, the apostle in love warns the church of the errorists who are agents of Satan, who would surely come to deceive the church as wolves in sheep's clothing. Friends, learn this. True love greets, true love sends, kisses, and true love also wants. Wants the loved ones. All scripture, friends, is God's word. And all scripture is profitable for teaching, rebuke, correction, and training in righteousness for God's people. It is profitable for our warning. The pastors are to correct, rebuke, warn, and encourage with great patience and instruct people. For there will come a time when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Not all saints of God are mature and therefore competent to counsel. Some are immature and gullible. And the devil, like a roaring lion, prowls around even in the church looking for someone to devour. Some gullible person lives by emotion and never works hard to know the scripture and the way of salvation. And we are to resist him 
standing firm in the true apostolic doctrine. So first point is watch out. Read the text. Watch out. Be on the lookout for false preachers. So the apostle exhorts the church to be on the lookout. To be watchful continually. As the watchman of a city. They are to watch night and day. This exhortation is applicable to everybody in the church. But especially to leaders. Like parents and pastors. And teachers. They are to observe. Through the scope of scripture. They are to watch with clear focus and intensity to know what is going on. For Jesus said the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy the sheep of God. So the leaders are to be vigilant to identify and oppose false shepherds. Who are committed to the destruction of God's vineyard. Like a wild boar. Parents you are to protect your family. Pastors you are to protect Christ's church. So we read in Revelation 2 verse 20. Nevertheless I have this against you. You tolerate. That woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess. By her teaching she misleads my servants into sexual immorality. And the teaching of food sacrificed to idols. And St. John in 1 John 4 tells us dear friends do not believe every spirit. But test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because... Many false prophets have gone out into the world. And in 2 John we read. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching. The gospel. The true gospel. The truth. Do not take him into your house or welcome him. Anyone who welcomes him shares in his wicked work. So these terrorists come into a church and they come into this church. They come into the church to destroy. How? Causing divisions and setting traps of temptation for your destruction. So St. Paul said in 2 Timothy 2, those who oppose him, he must gently instruct in the hope that God will grant them repentance leading to the knowledge of the truth and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil. Devil who has taken them captive to do his will. The devil and his agents hate Unity in the church. They are for quarrels and divisions. They oppose the apostolic doctrine. They oppose the Bible. Its inspiration and infallibility. They deny the deity of Christ. 
and the miracles. They deny the reality of the fall. They deny the universality of sin and the gospel of the cross of Christ. They deny judgment. They deny hell. They add to the Holy Scripture. They subtract from the Holy Scripture. They altogether also misinterpret the Scripture by their fallen reason. They teach religious pluralism. That is, all religions lead to the one God. One God of what? Human wild imagination. Jesus warned us about these destroyers. Matthew 7, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. And St. Paul said in Acts 20, I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. And then he said, even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. These false teachers oppose the sevenfold unity of the Holy Spirit as we read in Ephesians 4. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body. And one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, and one hope. Sevenfold unity, sir. The church of God is one, one church. The devil, sir, opposes God's word. The devil tells you to do the opposite of what the word tells you. Genesis 3, we read, you will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman. What did God say? You will surely die. See the contradiction, the opposition. You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. He exhorts us to do the exact opposite of the Ten Commandments, and sinful people like it. Like sinful teenagers, they like their friends contradicting what the parents told them. They like it. They like it. Don't worship the true and living God. Satan says, don't honor and obey your parents. Go ahead and lie and murder and commit any form of immorality. Be independent, be autonomous. Enjoy life, have fun. There is great fun when you disobey God's law. So break the yoke of God. So the wicked says in Psalm 2, let us break God's chains and break off their fetters. 
They say, don't worry about God's judgments. Be happy. And be happy now. But the devil and his agents are setting traps for you to catch you and destroy you. To catch you that you be the born slave of the devil forever. They come in different names, antinomians and libertines, Judaizers, Gnostics, ascetics, Epicureans, ecumenically minded, mystics and so on. And a great evangelist in this country, let me read to you what that person said in McCall's magazine, 1978. This is what he said, I used to believe that pagans in far countries were lost if they did not have the gospel of Christ preached to them. I no longer believe that. The same person said this on a television interview. The final body of Christ would be made up from all the Christian groups around the world and outside the Christian groups. I think that everybody that loves or knows Christ, whether they are conscious of it or not, they are members of the body of Christ. He is calling people out of the world for his name, whether they come from Muslim world or Buddhist world or the non-believing world. They are members of the body of Christ because they have been called by God. They may not know the name of Jesus. But they know in their hearts they need something they do not have. And they turn to the only light they have. And I think that they are saved and they are going to be with us in heaven. Ian Murray's book, Evangelicalism Divided. Martin Lord Jones says, we may be small in numbers, but since when has the doctrine of the remnant become unpopular among evangelicals? It is one of the most glorious doctrines in the Bible. We are not interested in numbers. We are interested in truth and in the living God. If God be ours, who can be against us? If we stand for God's truth, we can be sure that God will honor and bless us. Ian Murray's book, Evangelicalism Divided. Beware of false shepherds. They oppose only the true and living God and his truth. They are religious pluralists except They hate Jesus Christ and the only way of salvation. Religious pluralism is popular in this country. This means that Jesus Christ is brought down from his utter sovereignty. They are religious pluralists except they hate Jesus Christ and the only way of salvation They tell us, friends, your problem is that you take sin very seriously. Take it easy. Sin while you can. Soon you must die. Then you will not be able to enjoy the pleasure of sin. 
There is no joy in doing righteousness. God hates our happiness. So he gave us all these chains of commandments. To keep us in perpetual misery. And besides. Truth divides. Love unites. So forget about the Bible. And Jesus Christ. And salvation. And heaven. Sin. And be happy now. So that's the bottom line. Of false ministers. Watch out. Second how. How do we do it? How are we able to watch out for these frauds who divide and set traps to destroy us? First, know the scripture. How can we detect the counterfeit gospel and false shepherds unless we know well the authentic gospel of the Bible? That is why. We believe in the truth of sola scriptura. The scripture alone, the Old and New Testament alone is truth. So we study the scriptures, it is the standard, it is the only authority for doctrine and life. We study the word daily and apply the word daily to our life. Jesus loved righteousness and hated wickedness. So also the Christians, we love truth and we hate falsehood. No religious pluralism for Christians. Jesus Christ alone, sir, is Savior and Lord. So St. Paul says in Colossians 1, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Show me another religion that has a doctrine of atonement. Only in Christianity you find that Christ died for our sins. And was raised for our justification. And in Colossians 2, 9, for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And Jesus said in John 11, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? That's a question to you today. Jesus said in John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he said, no one comes to the Father except through me. You want religious pluralism? It will destroy you. And lead you to hell itself. They brought a paralytic. To Jesus. To him he said. Son your sins are forgiven. Only God can forgive sin. Jesus Christ was God. And is God. He forgives our sins. So we know. What sound doctrine is. Therefore, we are able to detect the false shepherds and their false teaching. 
So we oppose them and protect our families and our churches from eternal destruction, sir. As watchmen, we are to protect God's people by teaching eternal truth in opposition to the devil's lies. Number two, how do we detect through truth? And then what do we do? Avoid them. Declinity about on. Move away from them. Have nothing to do with them. Shun them. Don't have any fellowship with them. If anyone teaches false doctrine, we oppose them. We turn away from them. And I warn you, friends, have nothing to do with those who are wicked, those who hate the gospel, those who hate holiness. We refuse to fellowship with them according to apostolic teaching. That says in Romans 12 verse 9, love must be what, sir? Sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. I'm astonished, Paul says in Galatians 1, that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. And then he says, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than The one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, what you received, let him be what, sir, eternally condemned. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 22, if anyone does not love the Lord, curse me. On them. Do you understand that, sir? If anyone does not believe and love Jesus Christ, the Bible says, let him be anathema, a curse on them. Think about it. You can say anything you want about Jesus Christ, but here there is a curse put on you by the apostle. As Professor J. Gresham Machen, who founded Westminster Seminary, he wrote in his book, Liberalism and Christianity. He said, liberalism that rejects Christ and miracles and the atonement is not Christianity. Christian cults have nothing to do with Christianity. Most modern evangelicals have nothing to do with authentic Christianity. The ecumenical movement has nothing to do with authentic Christianity. The apostolic injunction is eclinite apouton. Have nothing to do with them. Move away from them. Have nothing to do with false ministers. Shun them, avoid them, don't fellowship with them. Don't do it, sir. They inject poison into you. Don't fellowship with them, they are carriers of fatal disease. So no, 
the truth, live the truth, preach the word, oppose errors, and their heresy, avoid them. The errorists, as agents of Satan, come to destroy. Jesus came to give us eternal life, abundant life. He came to give us eternal joy in his presence. So know the truth, sir. Acts 2 verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Ephesians 2.20, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. Romans 6.17, but thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, listen, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. And First Timothy 3, Paul says, if I'm delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. Jesus said, sanctify them by the truth. Thy word is truth. We read, let the word of Christ dwell in you, how, sir? Richly. You know, if you are ignorant and naive and gullible, you will fall. And your life is not built upon the solid rock of pure doctrine of Christ. So the scripture is the touchstone. It is the foundation. It is the blueprint. How do you do it? Number three, test it. Test the spirit. Test their teaching. Test it in the light of the word of God. John says in 1 John 4, 1, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God. That is, they conform to the gospel. 1 Thessalonians 5, avoid every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. And that also speaks about testing. Test. 1 Corinthians 14.29 Two or three prophets should speak and others should weigh carefully what is said. Revelation 2 verse 2 and 3 I know your deeds, your hard work and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men. That you have tested those who claim to be apostles but you found out they are not. We seek separation from all errorists. And we seek unity with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ and his holy scripture. Friends, for me and for this church, truth is the only basis of Christian unity. So we read in Jude verse 3. I write and urge you to fight. Contend earnestly. Fight. For the faith that is objective gospel that was once entrusted to the saints. So we cannot afford to be what's a naive, gullible, simpletons, immature, ignorant, and believe in the stupidity love unites, truth divides. 
I want love that is according to truth. Such ignorant people will become prey to the errorists and be destroyed. They'll be trapped and taken for a kill. And so we read in Hebrews 5, 1 Corinthians 3, that we cannot afford to be infants. We must grow up. See, it is wonderful to be infants because somebody else will take care of you. As uh, Mr. Rush Dooney said, there is a revolt against maturity. We like being taken care of. We like to be irresponsible. Let somebody else take care of it. St. Peter said, but grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. St. Paul said in Ephesians 4, It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers. For what? To prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. God opposes People who refuse to mature. So Jesus said, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock and it shall not fall down. These false leaders visit the true church from another church court to help you they don't tell you that they already destroyed many churches they have enthusiasm they have leadership abilities Boyce says in his commentary they like to teach they push a particular doctrine at the expense of all others I say they teach justification without sanctification Salvation without repentance. They preach kingdom of self, not the kingdom of God. All their teachings are contrary, St. Paul says, to the apostolic doctrine, the sound doctrine. Friends, they come as angels of light, but they are angels of darkness. They are angels of devil. So St. Paul exposes them in 2 Corinthians 11 for such men are false apostles. Deceitful workmen masquerading as apostles of Christ and no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants masquerades as servants of righteousness their end will be what their actions deserve. They preach, sir, a different Jesus, a different gospel, and a different spirit. Number four, look out for their tactics. The text says, by pleasant speech and flattery, they thoroughly deceive the naive, the immature, 
and take their money to live self-indulgent lifestyle. St. Paul says they don't serve Christ. They serve their belly. I believe St. Paul is anticipating our TV evangelists and other clever deceivers. I ask you to read Dr. Boyce's commentary dealing with this text. Friends, the world is full of deceivers. So ask these questions. Does their teaching agree with the Holy Bible? Does it glorify Christ? Does it promote godliness? If not, what, sir? Avoid them. Don't watch their programs. Don't buy their books. Don't send them your prayer request with a check. They will take your money and throw your prayer request in the garbage. Jesus did not come to unite everybody. Jesus came to separate the sheep from the goats. He came to divide. So Matthew 10, he says, do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. No, I did not come to bring peace, but sword. Jesus himself, described by St. Paul in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 23, as a stumbling block for many people to stumble and fall. So he says, we preach Christ crucified, a scandal that is a stumbling block to the Jews and the foolishness to the Gentiles, but all those whom God had called, Christ is the power of God and Christ is the wisdom of God. Friends, Jesus himself is a stumbling block. And that's why people hate him. They stumbled on him and they fell. So friends, fellowship with only those who build you up and not pull you down. Build you up by the word of God. Heed the warning of Jesus Christ in John 10. I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate. But climbs in by some other way. Is a thief and a robber. And verse 5. The sheep will never follow a stranger. In fact they will run away from him. Because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Strangers teaching. Why should we turn away? That's number three main point. Why should we turn away? The sheep turn away from the heretics for two reasons. Number one, these do not serve Christ our Lord. The errorists are not serving our Lord Christ. That's why you turn away. A sinner became a Christian by confessing Jesus as Lord. A true believer worships and obeys our Lord Jesus Christ. Like Paul, all believers are slaves of Christ. They are happy in serving Jesus. So we sing there is joy in serving Jesus. They are happy in serving Jesus in obedience to the word. They love righteousness. They hate sin. But the errorists do not submit to Jesus Christ. Their master is the devil. 
So, number one, they do not serve our Lord Christ. Number two, they serve their belly. Belly, sir. Belly, stomach, cavity. So, they habitually serve their belly. They serve their lusts, their urges, their sinful desires. They live a dissolute dissipated and dope-filled lifestyle. And they are getting hallucination and great ideas coming to them as they take dope. Their pleasure is the pleasure of sin. They serve sin, their loss, all of life. They live a flesh life. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not, what, sir, inherit the kingdom of God. Belly. Jude 16 says these men are grumblers, fault finders. They follow their own evil desires. They boast about themselves and flatter others for their own advantage. Look at large churches where people stand at the pulpit deceiving people. Large churches. St. Paul says in Philippians 3, 18 and 19, For us I have often told you before now and say again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their belly, their stomach. And their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. St. Peter chapter 2, with eyes full of adultery, they never stop sinning. They seduce the unstable, they are experts in greed, and a cursed brood. 2 Peter 2, 18, for the mouth, empty, boastful words... And by appealing to the lustful desires of sinful human nature, they entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error. And we are told in 2 Timothy 3, they are lovers of themselves, they are lovers of money, they are lovers of pleasure. They do not love God. Self, 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 lust, 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 urges, 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 stomach, belly, appetites. They are agents of Satan and they like to entertain you. They speak to your felt needs. The wicked love to go to their church. They use plenty of pleasant speech and flattery. They dress up destructive heresies in beautiful wrappers. They do not speak of total depravity, wrath of God, repentance, the cross of Christ, saving faith, obedient life, the power of the Holy Spirit, authority of scripture, heaven or hell. They say, don't feel guilty that you are living 
with a woman who is not your wife. God loves us in spite of our sins. They give you license to do whatever gives you pleasure. They flatter you. They say, now go and sin more. Jesus loves you. You all this morning look lovely. So they totally deceive the gullible, the mindless, the emotionally driven. Jesus warned about these people. Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. Matthew 24, for false Christ and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect, if possible. See, I have told you ahead of time. And Paul says, brothers, stop thinking like children. In regard to evil, be infants, but in your thinking, be mature, be adults. Be highly educated in the word of truth. When somebody tells you about some new truth, check with your parents and pastors. They are to watch out for errors and their errors. They are most competent to tell you what is truth and what is error based on the Bible. They are not ignorant of the devil's thoughts and schemes. Any teaching that permits you to sin is of the devil. So I counsel join and become a vital member of a Bible preaching and Bible practicing church, then you will not be naive and gullible. There you will grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ under the care of divinely appointed pastors without becoming a member of such a church you are finished okay sir what to do then what should we do the Roman saints were known for their obedience to the gospel the apostle therefore rejoices over them but he counsels them to be wise in regard to truth and innocent in regard to evil. There is good, friends, and there is evil in the world. There is good food and there is poison in the world. There is God and there is the devil. So don't be so trusting. Be mature. Be discriminating. Know the truth. To know and avoid error and errors. Friends, feed on the bread of life. That you may be strong in doing good. That you may hate evil. The Bible reveals that God created the world. He created angels. He permitted evil to enter his universe. In God's infinite wisdom for his glory. So there is evil in the world. There are evil angels and humans. The devil and his agents come to steal and kill and destroy. But thank God, 
God has come in Jesus Christ to give his elect sinners eternal life by his death on the cross. John says the whole world lieth under the control of the evil one. Yet it is true, friends, that Christ has defeated the devil and all his agents. That's the truth. He defeated devil and his agents in God's will. And still the devil is active in the world. See, don't believe that he's defeated so he is no longer active in the world. But the devil and his agents cannot harm us, God's people. We are in God. God is in us. And he is infinitely greater than the devil who is in the world. So by faith in Christ and in his promises, we resist the devil and he flees from us, sir. The devil may prowl and roar, but he cannot devour us. So we read, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. That's right. Imagine that you, in the name of Jesus Christ, resist the superhuman devil and he flees. Why? Because Christ has defeated the devil for us once and for all. In time he did so. Victory in Jesus, sir. Therefore, the errors will not triumph. Christ is victor and his gospel triumphs in every age. Christ has defeated our enemy. He defeats him now also under our feet. And in every generation, the people of God defeats the devil under their feet because God in Christ defeated him. He defeats him now under our feet through faith. He will finally send him into the lake of fire. Revelation 20 verse 10. Our God is the God of peace. But his also friend is a God of war. Satan is the author of sin, division and all miseries. So God in Christ has declared war against all evil. And he did it on the cross and he won. So he is now the prince of peace for his people. Friends, surrender to Christ. Confess him as your Lord and Savior. And you will have peace forever. Kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And Paul says, this Christian life calls for grace. So he says, the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you all. Without grace, we can do nothing. We need grace to be saved and grace to live daily victoriously. Grace to be vigilant. Grace to discern and avoid false and deceiving ministers, shepherds, pastors. Grace to grow and mature and grace to die in faith. We are given a promise here. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Jesus said, I'll be with you always. That is in life, in trials, in death, 
and beyond death in paradise. So grace shall never fail us. The Lord said to St. Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Friends, by grace we shall live. By grace we shall fight. By grace we shall win. For in Christ we are all victors already. Friends, heresy and heretics have been always with the church. There was Arianism in the 4th century that denied the deity of Christ. There was Socinianism in the 16th century denied Christ, his deity. There were Judaizers who wanted to add something to the gospel. There were no sticks. They want salvation without the gospel. There was asceticism, you know, self-effort. There is Arminianism that denies the solace we have. There is mysticism that says, I had a dream. They are not speaking about the Bible. They are saying what? I had a dream. About you. Oh, you begin to be very happy. You know, about me, that's right. (laughs) But the most virulent heresy today is antinomianism, lawlessness. Jesus is Savior, but not Lord. They say, by grace are you saved. Therefore, your sin does not matter. The Bible says, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. So go and sin more, that grace may abound more, resulting in God's greater glory. Shame on you, religious fraud, sheer heresy. May God help us to be able to discern by knowing what the true gospel is. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help your people to say goodbye to infancy, emotionalism, slaves to urges, appetites. Lord, help us to be servants of our Lord Jesus Christ. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.